This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 86. Today, we're talking about August 2021 financials. Glad to have you with us. My name is Craig, and I'll be hosting for you today. And right over there, he is Chris. Still here. You can't get rid of me. Well, we're getting closer to 100. Little by little, we're going to hit 100 one of these know, days. And I'm pretty sure you came up with that joke around uh, episode 30. And you, boy, you've stuck with it. <laughs> you, like the, Consistent. Can't get rid. That's right. You're consistent. Yeah. That's right. Nothing if not consistent. Uh, Chris, how are things going? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, also fine. Yeah. yeah. Any any news from the road these days? Um. Not for me. I haven't been. I, I I'd probably have to relearn how to drive a truck if I well, if I went and hit the I, road again. I didn't mean just for you. I mean, uh, you know, it could be for the whole company. I just got back from uh, another trip out to Colorado. I did that a few months ago. Did it again last weekend. Uh, I-80 still sucks. Yeah, uh, it yeah. sucks bad. It's not a fun place. No, it's. No. Uh, there, there's a reason it looks like a crack going right through the middle of America. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I, uh, Nate had to take a load up to Boise, um, and it ended up staying 24 hours. What, what was supposed to be a quick overnighter mm-hmm. ended up being well more than 24 hours because he ended up being there two nights. Um, but it ended up kind of being a good thing because there was some work that needed to get done on the truck, and he was just able to get that all taken care of. Well while I was up there. That was just a, a couple weeks ago. But I, I actually just spent last week in Omaha um, right off of I-80. And uh, um, so, yeah, that, that, that east end of Nebraska. Yeah, very nice. Well, as we get started on uh, this topic, I do want to uh, tell everybody, yes, we're going to be talking about August 2021 financials, uh, but we're also going to be talking about the state of the economy, the freight market, because things are looking good right now, and we're going to have some things to say about that uh, probably toward the end of the episode, especially, uh, I would imagine. Um, I don't know, maybe as we're going as well. Um, So yes, we will get to all these things. But before we get to those topics, I do want to remind everybody to go to hollandassetsllc.com where they can check out full show notes. You can get the the numbers that we're going to talk about today. Uh, If you're new to the show, you've never seen it, you can go to Holland Assets LLC, click on this episode, and everything that we talk about, the P&L, it's all laid out for you in black and white so you can see the numbers uh, that the company is going through every month, uh, filling out that P&L. So yeah, I encourage you to do that. Um, let's see, Chris, am I forgetting anything before we get started? I, I think that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm excited to talk a little bit about the economy. I, I got a little bit of insight in a conference I went to this week, this last week. That's what I was doing in Omaha, okay. part of my trip to Omaha anyway. And, um, it was good stuff. Very nice. Very nice. Well, good. Shall we uh, get started on August numbers? Then? Bef- well, before we get there, oh, boy, I've, got, I've something? got something for you. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I was talking to Chet and I didn't get, I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself now because I didn't get as much lead into this as I would have liked. But uh, I was talking to Chet, my brother, partner, okay. uh, business partner as well. And he was telling me that one of his friends had recommended that he read The Name of the Wind. Yes. Yeah. He emailed me about this. And, yeah. And did he, he emailed you about it? Uh-huh. So anyway, Chet said that he, because of it, he went and listened to the legend, Legendarium podcast. Oh boy. Is this where we're getting into cross promotion? Um, I don't know. Maybe. But uh, anyway, um, he said he was listening to the, the podcast episode and you made reference 
to sneaking a girl out of your parents' house when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and that he wants a little bit more info on that story. Uh, <laughs> You're turning red. Well, of course. I, I was, uh, look, it. There's, it's this is a, 20 years ago. The statute of limitations is over, so you're okay. I, I told the story publicly. Um, I actually entered into a storytelling uh, festival and told the story of sneaking uh, this girl out of my room when I was 17. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I won't go into the whole story here because it's a lot, uh, but it, I, I promise it's a good one. You know, maybe what we should do, Chris, is... Um, if people want to stick around at the end of this episode, I will tell the story. It'll be an extra, I don't know, could be five minutes on oh, the end no, of this I episode. I think you should do that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. I'll do so it. So it's a good one. Oh, boy. Um, okay. So <laughs> all right. we'll do hey, that. So stay tuned till the end because this looks really good. I'm excited about this. So yeah, I guess uh, for anybody who's who just can't get enough of my voice, I also run the Legendarium podcast. If you like fantasy and sci-fi literature, uh, I'm a huge nerd, turns out. So uh yeah you can go check that out and listen to that episode where apparently i made a fool of myself <laughs> which i'm going to do on this episode <laughs> oh, of this sweet. podcast as well wait. well uh, thanks chris for bringing that up <laughs> it's chet's fault i you know i blame him for a lot <laughs> and actually. and just as a disclaimer so i was driving through my neighborhood last week and one of the neighborhood kids young men stopped me he, i think he's a senior in high school and he, and he said, he, "Hey, can you help me get this girl out of my room?" No, he didn't say that. <laughs> he's a much he's he's a much more straight, hey, laced young man than you were apparently. How dare you? But anyway, he he was telling me that he, so he's a, I think he's a senior in high school. He was he he said, "Chris, why don't you launch an episode of the podcast this week?" I'm like, "What?" And he's all, uh, apparently he has listened to every episode of Whoa. the podcast and uh, and really enjoys it. So we've got a younger audience. So. Andrew, one, thanks for listening. Two, um, after you hear Craig's story, don't try to repeat that. Uh, oh boy. Don't follow his example. I, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. Mm, PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, let's talk about numbers before... Uh, you're changing the subject. I love it. You're darn right. I'm changing the subject. All right. Chris, how'd the numbers go this month <laughs> for August? Now, you just let me, can't keep it. Let this me, let me set it. this up. Let me set this up by saying, uh, okay, what is this, August or July? June. June was a good month. June um, was a good month. June was a very good month. And then you, we set some records. It was fantastic. July came along and July wasn't so great. Lost uh, money. Yeah, lost Re- money. Lost record a- profit to lost money. <laughs> the ups and downs. The ups and downs. It's a uh, roller coaster. But you said uh, during that episode that this month would look great because you were anticipating that finally all three, four trucks, four, four trucks would be on the road. Um, you know, no vacations, no giant repairs that had to be on the books for this month. Um, and so I'm excited to hear if the numbers were as good as you anticipated. Uh, I think they were. All right. So let's, yeah. uh, okay, miles run on four trucks. Did they run all month, all they four did. of them? did, yeah. Wow. 46,210 miles. So all everybody, right. the, I think our lowest truck was a little over 10,000 and our highest truck was um, a little over 12. Yeah, it sounds so, like average just over 11 for yeah. all four trucks. Fantastic. Yeah, so it, yep, it was a really good month, total miles ran. What about the uh, deadhead? We shoot for 5% or less usually? Um, we we Five percent is great. Okay, five ten, to ten. We definitely want to be under ten. Um, and and this was thirty two thousand or thirty two three thousand two hundred sixty, <laughs> which is seven point one percent. Which mm. yeah, it's okay, not bad. 
All right. Okay. So 7.1%. That's pretty good. Um, and the revenue, what uh, do, do we want to get right into the revenue? Sure. How did it go? This, yeah, it was, this it was good. Uh, an, another record, um, $116,991. Woo-wee. That's, yeah. uh, that's some revenue right there. That's okay. some pretty good revenue on four trucks. Okay, and that's, yeah, that's all four trucks, all month, uh, with a rate per mile. It, now, the last month, or I should say the last, like, six months, the rate per mile has been looking really good. Is that holding this it month? It is, yeah. It was a little bit better than last month. I think if I remember right, last month was $2.46 a mile. This month was $2.53 a mile. Okay. And with that being said, and, and, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this when we get into the uh, the um when we talk the economics and the freight market, um, I think they're even getting better. Like, I think they're even pushing up. The, we've seen in the last several weeks, it looks like, you know, that fourth quarter push might already be mm -hmm. starting a little bit. I wonder if that has anything to do with, uh, like, a, the knock-on effects of inflation in some sectors um, pushing up rates here as well. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about macroeconomics to say, but uh, hey, ride it while it lasts, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, cool. So, uh, rate per mile of 253. The revenue is almost $117,000. Man, that's, that's amazing how much that multiplies once you get multiple trucks on the field. Yep. Uh, uh, okay, so. I'm going to go ahead and assume that we made a profit this month we, rather we than a realizing some sort yeah. of loss, right? Ba back in, in <laughs> breaking records again. Okay. So even better than it was in June when we had our last record. The The total profit was $43,017.42. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so that's good. That's, that's over $10,000 per truck. I think there was one month um, last year when we just had one truck going that we did ten thousand dollars for one truck and that's mm -hmm. but that's going to be highly dependent on the the month of the year the rates yeah and, and a, all that, a the lot cargo of different things getting. and to have that happen with all four trucks in the month of august which is not which is traditionally not one of the the best months of the year is is really good okay wow okay yeah. so forty three thousand bucks in profit and uh you know i assume a lot of this will go into savings and it, it it will all will essentially i mean we're not our plan is not to take any money out of the business for at least another year wow okay well then uh, a few more months like this and you guys will be in great shape uh, even if things uh, turn a little bit sour come winter time you know february january february whatever as things slow down uh, boy, you know, months like this, it yeah, really help. You, it, it'll help you build a really good cushion. Absolutely. Cool. So, um, what sort of things do you want to acknowledge as contributing to this success? Obviously, having all four trucks out is a big deal. Anything else? Uh, um, really good rates. Still, the the rate market, the spot market especially, is doing really, really well. So that obviously contributes to it. Um, and and really, we had really low maintenance and and repairs. In the month of August, you know, we've, we've already seen in September, we're, you know, a good chunk of the way through September at this point, um, a, a little bit more um, spend in repairs and maintenance. But uh, last month in August, we had just over $2,000. And, and mm -hmm. that's actually like that's an average month for our one truck when we had, you know, the one used truck. So to have all four trucks, just a little over $2,000, it was it was like one of those months where it was completely low drama not a whole lot going on and it just it and it showed in the numbers yeah well good so tell me chris uh, 
because you, you told me before we started that you wanted to get into some stuff about the economy and, and how that's affecting things. Do you want to kind of go on your riff about that? Yeah, let, let's dive right into it. So like I mentioned, I was in a, in a conference last um, last week and it talked a lot about the trucking industry and um, there, there were some pretty good statistics shared um, about kind of what's going to be going on and what expectations are for the next year or so. And, and it was really good. A couple things that I, I thought were really, really cool is there's over 500,000 small carriers in the United States. So that's classified as like one to five trucks. Wait, 500,000 of them? 500,000 of them. My word. So one to five trucks. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is that that makes up just under 1 million of the total trucks on the road, which is about 20% of the trucks on the road. Okay. So, uh, so the majority of trucks out there are uh, going to be part of a larger fleet, especially the long distance ones. I assume. Yeah, uh, so, so the other, some of the local ones would be, you know, uh, well, just local companies or whatever, right? Yeah, and I don't know that local really plays a whole big chunk into that. It's just, you know, you've got roughly twenty percent of the the trucks on the road are, you know, made up of these one to five truck segments, and then. The other 80% are, are segments larger than that. But it's really, I think if I remember right, it was about the second biggest segment mm. as far as number of trucks goes. And the biggest segment was a huge, like a wide range of fleet sizes. It, the biggest segment, which I think was about 26%, was um, anywhere from 101 trucks up to 2,000 trucks. Right. Well, let me ask you a question, Chris, and uh, I'm going to go a little bit of a roundabout way to get there. When I was in college, I was deciding on my major, um, started into it. I was doing linguistics, um, and somebody asked me, what are you going to do with that? You should go into law school. That's what a lot of people who do linguistics end up doing. They go to law school. Ah, you're a smart guy. You should go to law school. And I thought about it, and I talked to my cousin, who was a lawyer, and he said, absolutely not. <laughs> Under no circumstances are you to go to law school. <laughs> I said, oh, well, thanks for the vote of confidence. Why not? And he says, uh, he says, well, because we're churning out about 40 or 50% more lawyers than there are positions in the country for them to fill. You know, it, the market is just Supply completely and saturated. Bad thing, yeah. So he says, you know, if you had been born 10 or 15 years earlier, fine, you know, go to law school, but not now. Uh, so, I, you know, I thought that was interesting and I didn't go to law school and now I make podcasts for a living. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been rich, Chris. Uh, um, not most lawyers I know aren't. Ex I mean, they they do well, they but do they're fun. not rich. <laughs> so my question is, um, it, okay, so five hundred thousand small carriers, a million trucks out on the road, and that's only twenty percent of the market. How does that? How does that jive with historic numbers? Uh, are, is the market undersaturated, oversaturated? Is this a good time for somebody to say, yeah, I'm throwing my lot in? Yeah, it, it's there's more demand than there is supply of trucks. So um, now's as good a time as any. It's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 really crazy good. And you're seeing that in the numbers. You're seeing, you, know, you look at what rates per mile I was getting in the first you know, six months to a year when I was still driving versus what we're getting now. It's, it's a night and day difference. It's, yeah. It, there's, you know, back then, you know, two years, two and a half years ago when we started, um, there, there were a lot more, you know, excess trucks than there, than there is now. And so this is good for trucking companies. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, do you feel like this is the, the good news is going to hold? In fact, you said that fourth quarter is going to look even better than things do now. Do you feel like it's going to hold kind of longer term? I, than I that? think it's going to, yeah, the, the, the sentiment is, is that it's going to last for at least through next year. 
and maybe even the the year coming up. And part of the problem is is not just that the the number of trucks that are actually on the road, it's the number of drivers. You know, the the driver shortage has been an issue that people have been talking about for years and years and years. And um, there have been times when there was kind of, you know, there, there was a sentiment that there was a driver shortage, but the statistics didn't really support it. Well, the statistics right now are supporting it. Like there is nobody that's like saying there's not a driver shortage. It's a real thing. And it's, it's projected to just get worse because you've got this population of truck drivers that are aging um, I think the average age of the truck of, of a truck driver is in the fifties. Whoa. Okay. And, and so, you know, that means a lot of them are retiring and there's just not a whole lot of younger, the younger generation that are filling those spots. And so, you know, between that, between changes in drug and alcohol policies, people not liking ELDs and getting out of the industry and, you know, and it just not being the easiest life in the world. A lot of people are getting out. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds awesome yeah. when you sell it that way. Well, that so what that <laughs> means is for guys that are staying in that are that are you know especially if you're an owner operator, um, a, a small fleet, it, it's good for you because all of a sudden there is a small you know a, a smaller supply of trucks, a huge demand for freight. That demand's not going away, and so that that means you know you're having a much easier time finding stuff. You're getting paid really well. For for it and so you stay in the industry um you know there, there's uh, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit and, yeah. and you can make some pretty good money at it so i was joking before about you painting a negative picture but uh, but i am curious what are some of the challenges that somebody would face so as you're saying there's a shortage of drivers there's even a shortage of trucks out there to a certain extent and like now's a great time but it can't be all sunshine and roses what does somebody need to look out for it's not so one of the biggest challenges is because there are, you know, so many people trying to, you know, there, you've got more people trying to enter the industry. Um, there, there was a couple of years ago when they, they stopped kind of producing new trucks at a really good volume. That's reversed course. And it's, you know, the number of new truck orders is going through the roof right now, but there's um, a, a bigger demand for trucks and there is a, a supply for trucks. So we're finding a lot of guys are having a hard time finding trucks especially if you want to buy a new truck or a newer truck Mm. Um, and um, trailers are even worse. So finding a truck and a trailer is going to be your hard, hard thing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's going to probably be your biggest challenge um, is finding those two things. And then insurance, it can also be a little bit of a challenge and that uh, depends a lot on, um, you know, if you're, if you're an owner operator in your drive, it's going to depend on your driving record. It's going to be ten, depend on the driving record of the drivers that you you bring on. So it, it may not be as bad, and it you know it is expensive. But the way rates are right now, um, even you, you can even make money with bad insurance rates. Yeah, and well, that's one of those things. As long as you don't aren't getting in accidents, you know, will go down over time. Yeah. Well, good. Any other thoughts on? this subject or is this uh, just going to be wrapped up with another please go get started if you are thinking about it i well it, i i do, i'm the kind of person that i'd never like full-on encourage somebody like try to pressure somebody to go in into business for themselves it's a very very personal decision and even even when times are good like they are right now there's still going to be challenges it's still not going to be easy it's never easy right and so if you're kind of looking for the easy chill relaxed life even when things are good owning a business is not for you uh, i was going to say make podcasts for a living so. yeah that may be better <laughs> it may be a better option no yeah that uh, that makes a lot of sense you know and that's 
okay, this is one of the things I appreciate about you, Chris. If you don't mind me, uh, you know, blowing a little smoke your direction, I'll always take it. Which is just the 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 honesty here. Yeah, I it's something I've appreciated over what eighty seven eighty six episodes now. Or it's yeah, it's uh, you're you're here to help people if they decide to do that and to encourage them to a certain extent. But you don't want to. I don't want to make the decision for anybody, and I don't want to. I don't want to push them, push them that way. Because I I, last thing I want is somebody coming back to me and saying, "Hey, you pushed me to do this. I wasn't going to do it otherwise, and it didn't turn out well for me." Um, You know, it's not for everybody, and you know there is a certain element of luck in everything that we do, and Mm. and so you know you have a, a, a really bad streak of bad luck, and you know it could turn what would be a good opportunity into a bad one, and so. You know, I, I don't want people feeling like I'm I'm pushing them into this. I you know it it I, I want them to have an open book of exactly what it entails and let them make the decision. Makes a lot of sense. All right, well, Chris, uh, shall we move on to our impact tip? Let's do it. What do you got for me today? Um, I feel like I should be standing on a desk when I say this one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you you're welcome to. Uh, should you so choose? Uh, seize the day. Oh man! You by, so by desk you mean like, like a milk crate or yeah, something? Or it, what what was it in Dead Poet Society? The the teacher oh, carpe, carpe diem, diem. yeah, yeah, yeah seize right. the day. I, I yeah. was thinking for some reason I was thinking of Newsies instead of uh, Dead Poet Society. Well, I mean, if you I wanted, hate Dead Poet Society, I hate yeah, that movie. Uh, it's so. been a long time since I've seen it. <laughs> it's yeah. awful. Yeah. So okay, anyway, seize the, seize day, the day, Chris. <laughs> the, the freight market's really good. Um, you know. And there's a lot of different ways you can kind of take advantage of it. You know, one of the best ones, obviously, that I, I'm kind of biased towards is is owning your own trucking company, being an owner operator you know, or leasing on or, or, you know, any of those kind of things. But even as a driver, there's things that you can do to kind of take advantage of the good, the good freight market. Um, the point really is, is that, um, the, the, well, one other point that I want to make is that just because the conditions are really good like they are right now, it doesn't mean you cannot be undisciplined. You've got to be disciplined. Um, you know, one of the things that I really admire about a lot of leaders, and I was just in Omaha, the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett. Sure. Um, I, I've been there before to hear him in, in his annual meeting. I've gone to the annual meeting twice. Really cool. One of the things that they tend to do is like when times are really good like they are right now, they hoard cash. And they just start stocking away cash. And then when the economy takes a crap, they can go in and they can buy a bunch of stuff. You really paint quite I'm, a picture, don't I, you, Chris? I, yeah, I'm really classy. <laughs> I'm classy in the way that I describe things. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's very. Uh, it's a very uh, Joseph of Egypt story, right? <laughs> you hoard that cash, yeah. seven years of plenty, whatever. Yeah, yeah. so and, and the opportunities, like when people really tend to get rich is on those downturns because the people that were smart you know, socked money away and were smart. And then they're in a position to capitalize on opportunities. And so whether that's a trucking company that goes belly up and you get equipment for pennies on the dollar and you get lanes for pennies on the dollar or you know, a myriad of other things, that's when you do that. And like I was saying with Warren Buffett, you know, they, they hoarded money until the, the last downturn, the, the great recession happened. And then they went out and, you know, you know, invested in like, everything yeah goldman sachs and wells fargo and mm. you know they were they were giving money to all these big names that were in financial distress not not to the point where they're going to go out of business but they needed some money to kind of be able to continue operations and so 
you know, Berkshire Hathaway got some really favorable terms and the same thing can happen for you. So my recommendation is, is when you seize the day, it's, it's, you save that money, you set it aside, try to maintain a, a, a reasonable lifestyle. Don't go crazy spending everything that you've got. And, you know, if you do that, the time will come that you'll be in a position where you'll really be able to capitalize on a big opportunity. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the Berkshire Hathaway uh, story, um, it reminds me a little bit of some of the earlier conversations that we had about, uh, you know, uh, an up market is a great time to start a trucking company, but in some ways it can be advantageous if you start in a down market. It presents its own challenges, of course, but you know, it's the whole buy low yeah. kind of thing. And so if somebody's out driving right now, um, and they're thinking about starting their own owner operator business. Um, and they're, so they're using the good times to you know, stock up and save and get ready. And, you know, may, and then when the, the economy takes a crap, as you might say, <laughs> as I so colorfully put that, that may be, you know, again, a caveat, 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 it may be a good time for them to yeah. jump in. And, We've talked a little yeah. bit about that before, you know, like I, when, when my dad and I bought motor carrier HQ, it was in 2010, it was in you know, a downturn of the economy. Mm -hmm. And at that point, there's nowhere to go but up. You get something for a good deal and there's nowhere to go but up. And I think in a lot of situations, that's that's really a good time to get in. And, and I think this is too, but uh, I would, you know, there, each, each situation presents its own challenges. Cause I've seen a lot of guys that jump into a business in this kind of an environment and you, you kind of, you, you jump into it and all you've known is the good times and a lot of the times people don't prepare for the hard times if they've never been through it. Right. Well, very good. I feel like that's a good impact tip, Chris. Thank you for bringing that. Are we feeling good about this episode I'm today? Feeling, yeah, I think we're ready to wrap it up. All right. So just a reminder to everybody, please go to hollandassetsllc.com where you can check out the full show notes and links to the, whatever we, we the, the numbers and all the stuff. You can also go to Facebook and in either of those locations, ask us questions for us to address. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the questions that we get, we end up kind of answering off the air, but, uh, you submit us a really good yeah. one and we might use it. Here. And as a reminder, don't stop just yet. Cause Craig's going to tell his story. <sighs> <laughs> don't worry. I hadn't forgotten. <laughs> uh, so yeah, stick around. I'll tell you a story, but, um, it has literally nothing to do with trucking. So we'll wrap this up for today. Uh, thanks for coming in everybody and listening and, uh, don't forget to leave those reviews and we will see you next time. See you later. All right. <laughs> so I'm closing up the iPad, Chris, and tell you a story. Uh, my, my friends, uh, uh, they refer to this story as the trundle bed story. Okay. <laughs> so 17 years old, I've uh, snuck a girl over to my house. Uh, or, well, she snuck herself over. I snuck her in. Um, and we're doing what 17 year olds do, uh, you know, making out in the basement. And uh, it's a delightful, wonderful time. Uh, so the the room totally dark you know she's she's in the bedroom it's totally dark the room lights up uh what is going did somebody just turn on the lights we both freak out and it was her cell phone so this is back in gosh 2002 2003 something like that so one of the old brick cell phones and the screen kind of lights up the whole room and uh we freak out and it was her mom oh boy so she, I just, don't answer it i said <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do don't answer it 
And, uh, and so the, the phone stops ringing and I was like, she's going to be looking for you. Uh, and so she's going to call this house. Um, and so you need to hide. So you, <laughs> you're familiar with trundle beds. They got all the, yeah, all the gears and right, poison springs yeah. under them. Right. So she packs herself into, into this the trundle, trundle bed. bed. Like <laughs> she's dead if somebody tries to fold that thing up. Right. So she's wedged way in there. Um, and sure enough, the house phone rings and, um, and I, I picked it up and I'm, I'm acting all tired. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll, we'll you got just, your groggy voice going yeah yeah hello and <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll call this girl agnes for now that's the the uh, fake name that i settled on a few years ago so agnes uh it, oh yeah so I, I answer hello craig this is agnes's mom is she there right now this is like three o'clock in the morning right uh, no no why what no of course not <laughs> craig you wouldn't lie to me would you no no <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> so, well, if you hear from her, you let me know. We'll do. Absolutely. Okay. So I hang up the phone and I go over to, she's like, she's, she's getting herself wedged into the bed at this very moment. I'm like, good, keep going. My mom is going to come down the stairs any second. I promise. <laughs> this is the day, you know, all kids think that they're smarter than their parents, right? This is just a, a universal truth. You always think you're smarter than your parents. You almost always turn out to be wrong. But on this day, I found out <laughs> you, that I was smarter, smarter than, than my mother. <laughs> so my mom comes downstairs. Who was that? It was, it was, it was Agnes's mom. She's looking for her. And, uh, well, is she here? I said, no, no, of course not. She's not here. So my mom decides to use the pretense of asking me if I clean my room to come look through the room. And, you know, she's looking through my closet. Did you clean it? Did you make your bed? You know, she goes over to my bed. The, keep in mind, this so is, is, the, is the trundle bed in your room or yeah, is it yeah. somewhere else? It was, it was, I had two beds. Uh, the trundle bed was like, I, I had a cousin staying there that summer. It was, you know, a while before that. So there was an extra bed in the room. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my mom is like kind of wandering around the room, checking for things. There's like pink sneakers there's a bra <laughs> in the corner that, like i don't know how she missed it but she missed these little things uh, yeah i should be big pink flashing things all over the room um but she missed it she goes over to the trundle bed did you make the bed this morning i don't even sleep on this thing but she pulls up the bed skirt from the trundle bed and looks under it and my heart stops i'm like this is it i'm done well, Agnes had wedged herself far enough in there that my mom didn't see her. She, oh, you know, she only gosh, saw a little ways in. So, funny. okay, all right. So she leaves, um, and I hear her walk out. I'm in the basement. Mom's upstairs, right? And I hear her walk out of the bedroom, but I don't hear her walk up the stairs. So I go over to the trundle bed, and Agnes is freaking out. She's like, I'm going to throw up. And I go, don't throw up. Just wait. You can throw up in a little while. Just <laughs> wait. Uh and, and she says, can I come out? No, because mom hasn't gone up the stairs yet. I didn't hear the stairs creak. Uh, so uh, eventually I go, and this is the moment, Chris, this is the moment I realized I was smarter than my mother because I went out and I knew if I looked, if I go out of my bedroom and look left toward the stairs, guilty, done, right? So I went out of my bedroom, turned right, went to the bathroom and then came out of the bathroom <laughs> facing the stairs so that I could confirm, yep, there she is, sitting the three stairs up. Mom, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Right, so she, uh, so she <laughs> walks back up the stairs, and uh, we're just about scot-free, and comes, okay, whoops, I'll bleep that out. Agnes comes out from the, uh, the trundle bed, and I sneak her to another window that opens silently, and, uh, and I said, I want you to count to 30 and then run. 
Um, and I went up the stairs, distracted my mom, by I was getting a drink of water, right? And so I distracted my mom so she wasn't looking out the back window and I see this pink and white streak go through the backyard <laughs> and, and off, off to freedom and, and that was it, so. Uh, that's funny. that's a good story. That's a really it's, good one. Yeah. I like it. The, uh, yeah, the, the way I told it at the storytelling festival was fantastic. I, I interwove that with um, stories of basically me training myself through my young teen years <laughs> to be able to pull off something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, so yeah, that's a lot of fun. Anyway, there you go. There's the trundle bed story. And now it's, it's public for all sorts of. That's pretty good. Truckers. Chet, to, Chet will not be disappointed. I, I hope not. I, I, yeah, if you stuck around, I hope it was entertaining. <laughs> um, I I don't know if I'm still smarter than my mom, but I was on that day. So so one one question for you: All right. How old were you when mom found out about the the real story? Oh, I've never told her. <laughs> so, I don't and know. You that, don't think she listens to the podcast? I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess say, she no. doesn't listen to this one. So that's fine. <laughs> I mean, if she ever finds out, that's fine. It's not like I'm avoiding it. I'm just not inviting it yeah, so, I, so I, I started a field on fire when i was a kid oh about me too 10 years old yeah fire department and everything and um we were able my friend and i were able to get away with it we tried to roast hot dogs in a grass field and yep. that just didn't work very well you don't say yeah i mean i bet they got roasted they did yeah a little too much <laughs> but anyway to make a long story short the the i think the firemen like the chief that came and like interviewed everybody like i think he knew that it was us that did it but he didn't like press it <laughs> too hard you know talking to my parents my you know my parents are pretty you did this didn't you and I'm like oh no we didn't well, what no do idea. I did. so I, I was about 20 before they before i like fessed up to that one <laughs> <laughs> i figured the statute of limitations had passed by that time so basically, what what you're telling me is that we were both raucous and uh, and incautious young men. Uh, aren't all young men that's, that way? That's I kind mean, of a thing. It, yeah, that's kind of a thing. All right, Chris. Well, I hope people enjoyed Story Hour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. See ya.